You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Bloomberg Audio Studios. Podcasts, radio, news. We're going to dive into the discussion in Washington right now. We do this with French Hill. He is a congressman from Arkansas, which doesn't describe his effort in capitalism. He has run a bank. He has been in small business, mid-sized business, big business transactions, and is actually a politician in Washington who understands the four accounting statements. (laughs) Congressman Hill, thank you so much for joining. The gentleman from Kentucky will step aside. I look at the President of the United States from another time and place. I look at Senator McConnell from another time and place. Are we moving beyond the kind of politics of our youth, or are we going to get back to them after this huge divide we're in right now? Well, Tom, it's great to be with you and Paul this morning. We definitely are in a time of transition. I think we've all felt that now for a number of years. Mitch McConnell has been an extraordinary steady hand in the Senate for uh, two decades, and I think his leadership will be missed, and it's time to pass uh, the Senate to a new generation of very seasoned leaders. When you look at the choices the Senate Republicans have to replace uh, Mitch, these are all very experienced seasoned leaders who've been in Senate leadership, so there's continuity there. But I think you're witnessing it in the presidential, too, with uh, President Trump likely to be the Republican nominee and Joe Biden, obviously the Democratic president, uh, that we are in a time of transition. It's an exciting time to see leadership change in the House, the Senate and the presidency. But it's it's not imminent. It looks like it's going to be a few years ahead of us for that full transition. At a convention like this summer, I guess it's alphabetical. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, and then you. Have you ever stood up at a convention and been the one that says, and Arkansas, <laughs> this state of decent football? Are you, have you been the one that's Far announced the delegates? I have been at several conventions and I've been standing at the post, but I have not uh, oh. announced on behalf of my home state. Usually that goes to the uh, chairman of the party in the state or someone that right. uh, person admits. Are we going to have a normal set of conventions this summer? Well, instinctively, I felt like this election might be like 1980, where there was a serious Democratic challenger to a a, uh, Democratic president with a low approval rating, and that didn't come to pass. And then I began to think, well, could it be like 1968, where you have a raucous uh, convention back in Chicago and and, uh, have some outcome that's different in the Democratic Party there? But politics has become so sort of performance and predict, uh, not 
surprising, you know, in, in recent years that I don't know. I expect, I guess, that we're going to have these two uh, likely candidates nominated without a surprise. I, I can't imagine that because of the unfavorable right. ratings, particularly for President Biden, that the Democrats would, would choose a more a viable candidate. All right, let's focus on what we're going to see some theater today down on the border here. We're going to have uh, President, former President Trump and President Biden down there, presumably talking about the uh, the immigration situation here. Give us your sense of kind of where that is vis-a-vis legislation on immigration and legislation on aid to various places around the world that presumably are of importance to the America. Yeah, well, uh, let's start with the border. Uh, the border is at an unprecedented crisis, extending way beyond anything we've seen in 20 years of border crossings and lack of control across the border. Seven million encounters, uh, probably five to 700,000 gotaways during that period of time, uh, despite more money, despite uh, uh, more agents, modern facilities. So this is due to policy decisions made by the Biden administration, which could be corrected by policy decisions implemented by the Biden decision. So I don't think it's per se funding related or even passing a new law. Uh, it's about enforcing the existing laws. And over here in the House, House Republicans last year passed H.R. 2, which reforms the immigration system and extends some border security measures that President Trump put in place. And that's what we think we ought to do. So uh, I'm not sure how they're going to be connected. All right, but uh, let's, let's talk about getting some legislation passed. You guys have a job to do, which you haven't done. Let's get some legislation passed that deals with the border, deals with the, the aid. Uh, where are we on terms of you guys getting your job done and getting legislation passed? Where are we there? Well, as I say, we've passed legislation to secure the border and reform the immigration bill. The Senate has not. So let's end it there if that's uh, where we're going to go on uh, Ukraine, Taiwan, and Israel financial support for their lethal aid to defend their sovereign countries. I fully support it. I think Congress will support it overwhelmingly on a bipartisan basis. We have to put a, a bill on the floor here in the House. We've got three choices. Take up the Senate bill, take up a compromise bill that uh, Brian Fitzpatrick from Pennsylvania has written, or have leadership for Foreign Affairs, Armed Services, and Intelligence Committee and put their own a bill on the floor, and that's what uh, I expect to happen in the next two right. weeks. Congressman Hill, I want to go to Arkansas here. We say good morning to everybody across the broad south that frankly feeds America and provides us Absolutely. the huge body of our lumber. I'm going to suggest with respect, sir, that you have literally the mother of all monopsonies in Arkansas with the dominance of Tyson Foods. And, you know, I don't need to, you don't need to know the story. You've lived the story. Tell me about the immigrant labor dynamic with a dominant producer like Tyson in Arkansas. Give us a vignette of what you see of an immigrant that wants to work and they don't have a lot of bargaining power because of the dominance of one provider. Well, labor across the state is pretty divided. I mean, Tyson is enormous, but as you know, Tyson works with uh, individual farmers who do a lot of the growing. And so there's labor demands all over the state and Tyson has chicken processing competitors across the state as well. And that immigrant population that's come in, become citizens and gone to work in the agriculture uh, manufacturing business is spread pretty uh, well across the state from Southwest Arkansas to Northeast Arkansas. And I think wages have risen in that business and there's always demand for more labor. It's a tough job. 
Uh, so uh, I think it's been a good opportunity for people who've come to the state. What's your counsel for New York City? I mean, you're a world apart. Let's just be honest about it. But Franchil, you have been in business. What's your wisdom for cities that face a new onslaught of migrants? Well, help us get the political will to have a rational border policy. I think all states, it's not a cliche to say all states are border states now when you've had 7 million encounters and about 3 million people that the Biden administration's allowed in the country waiting to determine if they can stay or not under an asylum claim. And that's what you see in Chicago and New York. And we need a rational border policy. Our existing law, Tom, says that if you're seeking asylum in the United States, you must do it from outside the United States, from a third country. This is a presidential waiver of executive action that causes all these people to come into the country and wait and be paid benefits, even though it's likely that some 90 percent will be deported. French Hill, we're going to leave it there. Thank you for a terse discussion here on what the nation's facing at the border today. French Hill is from uh, Arkansas. Hi, I'm Ron Kraszewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial advisors, let's face it, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing, entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. There's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.